The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. The Writer Files is brought to you by Studio Press, the industry standard for premium WordPress themes and plugins. Built on the Genesis framework, Studio Press delivers state-of-the-art SEO tools, beautiful and fully responsive design, airtight security, instant updates, and much more. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 177,000 website owners trust Studio Press. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress right now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. These are the writer files. A tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Calvin Reed writer, podcaster, and mediophile. And each week, we'll discover how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. The best-selling author of 11 books, including the 80s-defining Bright Lights Big City, Jay McInerney, took a break this week to chat with me about his new book, The Writing Process, and some timeless tips from his mentor, Raymond Carver. Vanity Fair called McInerney our modern-day F. Scott Fitzgerald, and his most recent work, Bright Precious Days, is a novel that's described as a sexy, vibrant, cross-generational New York story, a literary and commercial triumph of the highest order. The author is a renowned short story writer, screenwriter, and actor who's lived in New York for three decades and rubbed elbows with a laundry list of literary lions, including his mentors Tobias Wolf and Raymond Carver. In addition to fiction, Jay writes a highly regarded wine column for Town & Country Magazine and has written several essay collections on wine. The author recently joined the Print Street Podcast as a culinary and arts correspondent and has interviewed director Francis Ford Coppola, author Stephanie Dandler, and celebrity chefs including Eric Repair, to name a few. Join us for this two-part interview. And if you're a fan of the show, please click subscribe to automatically see new shows and help other writers to find us. In part one of the file, Jay and I discuss why it's not a bad thing to be compared to your betters, how to incorporate your passions into your writing, why you need to sit at your desk every day and listen to the voices in your head, the author's process of discovery at the level of language, and how the right soundtrack can inspire your writing. And we are rolling today on the Writer Files with an especially uh, special guest. That sounds terrible uh, as an intro, but uh, Jay McInerney is here. 
the esteemed author of 11 books now, it would seem. Uh, best-selling author, short story master, uh, screenwriter, I guess you could put on your resume as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. done a few of those. <laughs> wine columnist and, uh, and now podcast interviewer, I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a... Uh, I've been participating in a podcast called Live from Prince Street, um, which was uh, which is supposed to be food and wine centric. Although actually, I've ended up interviewing Francis Ford Coppola and Stephanie Dandler, the novelist, and veered more in the direction of the arts than food and wine. It's really cool to hear. Actually, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, at least your your uh, McInerney minute there when you when you uh, are rapping with with it seems like some of your friends, some of your peers yeah. Um, yeah. from both the culinary and the arts worlds, which is uh, really fantastic to hear. But um, yeah, it's a nice uh, it's a nice medium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I'll put that in the show notes so that listeners can seek that out as well. But we're really here to talk about um, your latest, which just uh, arrived yesterday as of as of uh, this recording, but um, the new one, which is Bright Precious Days, uh, just getting a lot of buzz, a lot of um, amazing, amazing uh, press. And I, do you find it intimidating at all that uh, Vanity Fair has compared you to one of your, uh, I think, favorite authors? <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're talking about F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was that. That freaked me out a little bit. I, you know, in fact, um, that that comparison came up quite a bit when I published Bright Lights, Big City. Uh, partly because I guess it was a because because I was relatively young, because the book was wildly successful, um, in, in somewhat in the manner of Scott Fitzgerald's uh, This Side of Paradise, and you know, and it was about young people. Uh, uh, you know, going wild essentially. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I didn't know. I guess we're both Irish American writers, and and <laughs> uh, and it was a it, it, it was funny because I was not I was not that much of a Fitzgerald fan at the time. I, you know, in college I really gravitated toward Hemingway, and um, particularly yeah. The Sun Also Rises. And so then I then I started to really reread Fitzgerald and found that I really did love his work and. Um, uh, and, and, and yet, um, it was, um, you know, it was a comparison that was a little hard to live up to. I mean, <laughs> not, not many people write <laughs> a novel as great as the great Gatsby. And, uh, um, and it's a little, you know, so you, you don't want to necessarily compare yourself to your betters. So on the other hand, you know, I'm, I am a great admirer and I actually think that you know, he, he did somewhat influence my later work. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. 
Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. That's really cool. So our our modern day Fitzgerald, um, a title that you are um, kind of in awe of. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it, it's really cool to see the response to the latest one. And I mean, it's amazing to me that you've had this, this um, career and you've done so many different things that it's seemingly um, incorporate your passions, which, you know, between the, the wine and the culinary world and, and <laughs> kind of incorporating um, into this, this New York world, which obviously you, you paint very vividly. Um, it's really cool to see. And actually you mentioned Stephanie Damler, who I also had on the show recently. Um, and of course she's a huge fan of yours as well. She kind of pays homage to you actually in the first, uh, (laughs) paragraph of her, her latest, which is amazing. Um, but I found it interesting that you, that, you know, she's kind of, um, almost a different point of view, that same, uh, timeframe kind of 2006, 2008 yeah. in Manhattan. So anyway, great stuff. The, the newest one, bright precious days just came out uh, a really amazing read. So I'd love to dig in your process a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've had, um, some amazing mentors in your past, Raymond Carver coming to mind as one of the kind of the, uh, antecedents of your, writing career, but, um, you know, I mean, as you kind of look back on, you know, a bigger project, like your, your latest, I'm not talking about your, your, um, kind of your wine columns, but how much time per day, um, do you think you're like kind of taking to, to research or read or kind of remember that, um, time in history, that world? Well, um, you know, I don't feel, a I don't do that much conscious research. Um, that is to say, you know, I tend to write about, you know, uh, relatively contemporary um, history uh, and specifically uh, New York um, history. Um, yeah. This book is set in the, you know, as you mentioned, the years is, uh, I guess, 2006, seven, eight. Um, the, these years form the, the center of the book. And, uh, and you know, I, I, you know, I was in New York for that period, and I, and I guess you know, mentally, I'm always taking notes, and uh, um, and then uh, you know, I would, uh, I would research specific um, things. I mean, one of the, one of the characters in the book is is uh, a retired private equity uh, guy, and 
you know, that's not a world that I spend much time in <laughs> or thinking about. So, <laughs> no, I, 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 re, I research I research somewhat in terms of specific professions, uh, things that fall outside of my ken. But, but most of most of this work is just drawn from uh, my my experience uh, living living in New York, and the, which is not to say that you know this this latest novel is particularly autobiographical. I mean, there's no there's no there's no figure that really represents me and my specific experience, but. But, but all of the characters are, are drawn from, you know, the world around me yeah. that, that I'm observing every day. We will be right back after a very short break. Thanks so much for listening to The Writer Files. Hey, Jared Morris here. If you know anything about Rainmaker Digital and Copyblogger, you may know that we produce incredible live events. Well, some would say that we produce incredible live events as an excuse to throw great parties, but that's another story. We've got another one coming up this October in Denver. It's called Digital Commerce Summit, and it is entirely focused on giving you the smartest ways to create and sell digital products and services. You can find out more at rainmaker.fm slash summit. That's rainmaker.fm slash summit. We'll be talking about Digital Commerce Summit in more detail as it gets closer. But for now, I'd like to let a few attendees from our past events speak for us. For me, it's just hearing from the experts. I mean, this is my first industry event, so it's awesome to learn new stuff and also get confirmation that we're not doing it completely wrong where I work. The best part of the conference for me is being able to mingle with people and realize that you have connections with everyone here. It feels like LinkedIn Live. I also love the parties after each day, being able to talk to the speakers, talk to other people over here for the first time, people have been here before. I think the best part of the conference for me is understanding how I can service my customers a little more easily. Seeing all the different facets and components of various enterprises then helps me pick the best tools. Hey, we agree. One of the biggest reasons we host a conference every year is so that we can learn how to service our customers, people like you, more easily. And here are just a few more words from folks who have come to our past live events. It's really fun. I think it's a great mix of beginner information and advanced information. So I'm really learning a lot and having a lot of fun. Conference is great, especially because it's a single track conference where you don't get distracted by like, which sessions should I go to and am I missing something? I mean, the training and everything, the speakers have been awesome, but I think the coolest aspect for me has been connecting with both people who are putting it on and then the other attendees. So that's it for now. There's a lot more to come on Digital Commerce Summit, and I really hope to see you there in October. Again, to get all the details and the very best deal on tickets, head over to rainmaker.fm slash summit. That's rainmaker.fm slash summit. It seems a little bit different than the, than the um, wine writing and the culinary <laughs> writing that you do, because that is that seems incredibly detailed in its research. Um, you know, when you're talking about something specific as like uh, how rosé came to be so popular. Okay, so before you, you know, when you're working on a novel, um, before you kind of get started, do you have some pregame rituals, some warm-ups, some... Well, um, well, you know, I'm always, you know especially when I'm between novels, I'm always, you know, hoping that something just sort of springs, springs into my brain, um, springs forth from my brain. I'm not sure which, but, um, (laughs) but it's, but it's, um, it's a process that um, you have to, you you have to be, you have to be ready, I think, for inspiration. You know, one of the things that that Raymond Carver taught me was that um, 
you know, you need to be sitting at your desk virtually every day and you need to be in front of your, well, at that time it was a typewriter, but <laughs> now in front of your computer and, and, and you have to be trying. And if you aren't there, you aren't trying, uh, you know, the muse is, is, is less likely to visit you if you're just, you know, taking your, taking your dry cleaning downstairs or, uh, you know, um, um, uh, trying to flag a taxi. Uh, <laughs> um, it, so it's about showing up every day and it's about trying and it's about, um, you know, being ready for the muse. Um, you know, some days I sit down and I can't seem to really get anywhere, but, but I have to keep doing it until something occurs to me, a sentence, a, a voice, um, you know, a memory that sparks, um, uh, a flight of imagination. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, frankly, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. And then I ha and I'm going to be pretty busy uh, talking about this book for a little while. Yeah. But, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'm going to hear a voice or, you know, even sort of overhear an anecdote at the dinner table that sort of sets my, sets my mind. That's cool. So, um, are you, are you like a morning writer? Are you an evening yeah. writer? Yeah, I'm not a morning person, but but I, for some reason I find that, you know, when I wake up, I, I I need to have copious amounts of coffee and then immediately get <laughs> front, get in front of the computer and and somehow if if I don't get going if, if I'm not doing it by noon, I just feel like the day's gotten away from me. For yeah. some I get discouraged and I, I I don't seem to be able to start up. But but you know, I sit down about nine thirty in the morning and. And I try to stay there uh, until I get really hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, when I'm in the middle of a novel, this this process is 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 a little easier, and I I'm often uh, I, I'm often aware of what I'm going to be doing, you know, for three or four hours because I'm in the middle of a chapter or a story, and uh, and um, and other times I'm struggling to figure out the next sentence, the next paragraph, um, the next turn of events. Um, but, but it's always, it's always great once you're, you know, in, in, in the middle and you're, and you know, to some extent, what, where you're going. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I seldom know more than a chapter or two ahead where I'm going, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I think that, you know, there are those writers who, who outline and who, know what they're doing in advance. But for me, the, it's always a process of discovery. Um, and I think a lot of the interesting stuff ha happens at the level of language. And, and I can, I can never, you know, I've, I've, ne I've never sat down with an entire book in my head, beginning, middle and end. Um, I'm always kind of improvising. Right. Yeah. I like, and I've heard you talk about this before, improvisation over planning and and um, I think it's uh, another author called it kind of writing into the dark, which I like that. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, you've written about um, kind of at least your process while you're writing Bright Lights, Big City. Um, one of my favorites, honestly. But, you know, I always thought of a soundtrack while I was reading it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of that that 80s uh, sound. Yeah. And then, you know, I read that piece that you did. Um, we were talking about Joy Division, which I loved so much. Are you? Do you still like to crank up the stereo uh, to inspire yeah. yourself? Or yeah, I do. Um, I do. And um, and and you're right. Bright Lights, Big City really did have a, a sort of 
pretty distinct period soundtrack, some of, some of which I actually put into the novel, like yeah. talk, the talking heads, and, uh, I don't know, the cure, I guess, and, and, and bands that, that were, that were, you know, contemporary. Uh, yeah. if, and with, with this novel, I was listening uh, mostly to jazz and blues. Um, I'm just kind of blues has been a really big passion of mine for, for many, many years. In fact, you know, Bright Lights, Big City comes from a Jimmy Reed song. Um, That's right. And, uh, but um, yeah, late, lately I've done something I never thought I would do, which is I've, I've got interested in jazz, or at least uh, I'm a fledgling in jazz. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, somebody, uh, somebody gave me a set of the of these uh, Blue Note um, reissues. And uh, right about the time that I was starting to uh, write this book, and, and, I, and I found, uh, I don't know, I found like, you know, Miles Davis, John Coltrane. Um, I, I, I found it kind of conducive to uh, the the tone of this particular book. Yeah, yeah. you um, know, along, along with the you know my usuals like Muddy Waters and, uh, and um, Robert Johnson and Skip James. Yeah, yeah. The blues guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Uh-huh.